okay, the pastor, when you uh, preached this morning, you took away my message when you read from uh, Matthew chapter 11. But it says, now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed, and the deaf hear. Tapping along, losing his way as he passed through the throng. Tears filled my eyes, I said, friend, you can't see. But with a smile on his face, he replied to me, I'll see all my friends in hallelujah square. What a wonderful time we'll all have up there. We'll sing and praise Jesus, his glory to share. And you'll not see a blind man in Hallelujah Square. Then I saw a cripple dragging his feet. He couldn't walk like we do down the street I said my friend I feel sorry for you but he said up in heaven I'm gonna walk just like you and you'll see all my friends in Hallelujah Square oh what a wonderful time we'll all have up there we're gonna sing and praise Jesus, his glory to share. And you'll not see a cripple in Hallelujah Square. Then I saw an old man grasping for breath. Soon he'd be gone as his eyes closed in death. He looked at me. And he said, boy, don't look so blue. I'm going up to heaven. How about you? He said, I'll see all my friends in Hallelujah Square. What a wonderful time we'll all have up there. Oh, we're going to sing and praise Jesus, his glory to share. The name of this poem <clears throat> is called The Plan because that's the plan.
there's a beautiful place called heaven, so I'm told, and I know that it's so. I've never been there to visit, but one day I'm going to go. I don't know the exact location or what direction to look, but I know just how to get there because God left the plan in his book. And when I leave this life's journey and arrive at that land bright and fair, I'll know that I have reached heaven because Jesus, my Lord, will be there. And he is preparing a mansion just for those that believe on his name. And someday I'm going to live there because one day I made a claim and I'll see my friends and my loved ones and maybe a prophet of old and we'll sing praises together as we walk on those streets of pure gold and thousands and thousands of angels will be gathered around God on his throne, breathing holy, 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 as Jesus welcomes his own. And the lame will be able to walk again, and the blind will be able to see, the deaf will be able to hear a voice, and a troubled soul be set free. There'll be no sorrow or crying, no more worry or fear, for God in tender compassion will wipe away every tear. And I shall live there forever, somewhere out there in the blue. But one request I want granted, I'd like to take you with me too. So just ask Jesus to save you. That's the plan God left in his book. There is no other way into heaven, so don't even bother to look. Right now, make your reservation and be sure that you get on board and we'll go to heaven together to be with our Savior and Lord. And there is no plan B. <laughs> wrote that especially for tonight. Thank you.
us here. Kind of getting tired of living here. Want to go home where the winds of sorrow never blow. Far from the shadows of the tomb. Far from the sadness and the gloom. I want to go home where death demands my tattered soul.
heard face to face. Well, I'm going to just spend a few minutes, I was asked to just talk about heaven tonight. How does that sound? I think a lot's already been said about heaven and some wonderful verses and scripture and things that have came out, and I'm not sure if I can do much more, but uh, boy, as I was thinking about these songs, boy, I was thinking of various verses, First uh, John, Second Peter, John 14, Revelation, all Hebrews, all these passages are coming to my mind of what heaven will be like. Have you really thought about heaven, though? Have you thought much about heaven? It's easy to dwell on the things of this world, isn't it? The things we're going through, the here and now, our jobs, our families, our career, our retirement, (laughs) our homes, our aches and pains. But you know what? Heaven is real. Heaven's a real place that those that know Jesus as their Savior can look forward to. And so I want to think about some of those things for the next just few moments. I remember in high school, I was, uh, I think I was probably, I think I was, I think I was a senior in high school. And I remember one night having a dream and dreaming and kind of waking up and it seemed more like a nightmare to me. And that was, I was thinking about heaven, but I didn't really know what heaven would be like. And I was thinking it would be eternity and eternity and you would just be singing and there would be harps and things, you know, kind of that Hollywood picture of heaven where you're up there and you see the angels playing the harps and, and all of that. And, uh, and, but that's not what heaven's going to be like, folks. But have you thought about that? There are some people that are afraid to go to heaven because they've never really thought about it, and eternity seems so long. What will you be doing that whole time? Well, let me just, in the next few moments, think about what heaven will be like. Let me start off with this, and this came from a book called uh, Heaven, and it's a, it's a quote there. Chris Edwards actually taught through this, uh, which was really good, but uh, uh, J.C. Uh, Ryle, he said this, The man who is about to sail for Australia or New Zealand as a settler is naturally anxious to know something about his future home. He wants to know its climate, its employment, its inhabitants, its ways, its customs, all these are subjects of deep interest to him. How many of you have ever went on a vacation somewhere across the seas and you want to know as much as you could about it? You're leaving the land of your nativity. You're going to spend the rest of your life in a new hemisphere. It would be strange indeed if you did not desire information about your new abode or your new home. Now surely if we hope to dwell forever in that better country, even a heavenly one, We ought to seek all the knowledge we can get about it. Before we go to our eternal home, we should try to be acquainted with it. So let me just for the next few moments think about these things. Philippians 1, 19 through 26 there, the passage where Paul's in prison, uh, really under house arrest, and he's talking about all these things have happened for the furtherance of the gospel. He says there that what? For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You see, dying is gain if you know the Lord Jesus. It's a wonderful thing, but he says, nevertheless, it's more needful for me to be with you. And as was already quoted tonight, John 14, 1, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there ye may be also. And so as we think about heaven, we have to have, 
really an understanding of a few different things. It's, it's not just one laid out full picture here, though there's some very clear passages, especially in Revelation, but it's, it's like uh, someone in, a, in, in homes now, you see these, these collages of pictures on the wall. Have you seen that where there's like 10 pictures up there and they're all together, maybe showing the family or whatever it might be? There's, there's some collages, there's some pictures in the Bible of what heaven will be like. And so let me give you some ideas as we talk about heaven. And uh, one of those, really, and as, as I talk tonight, I'm talking about our eternal state. Heaven as where we will be forever with God in eternity. But really, we're talking about a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, if you would, open your Bibles to Revelation 21. And as you turn there to Revelation 21, it says in, in Hebrews 11 that Abraham looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And so the Bible's clear that God will one day make a new heaven and a new earth for those that, that are saved, those that are washed in the blood, those that are uh, Christians. The Bible is clear that this earth, it says in Second Peter, will be burnt up. And, and eventually it will really come and it will be kind of re, if you want to say that, re-glorified. It says in, Re, in Romans 8 that the, the world is groaning in travail for that day that it will be, it will be glorified. This actual earth. And as we've uh, been studying the book of Revelation and the trumpets and the judgments and the fresh water and the oceans and, and the trees and all the different substance, that's really the, the foreshadowing of the judgment that will come on this earth. But ultimately, the earth will be glorified. The Bible speaks of a new heaven and a new earth. And it talks about a city that will come down. And so if you're in Revelation chapter 11, we read here, or not 11, 21, I'm sorry. Um, John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. What do you enjoy about this earth? Think about it for a little bit. Boy, I enjoy going over the coast. As I told my class, I hadn't seen the ocean till way later in my life. And I remember my wife and I really, I saw the, I, I saw the uh, what is it, on the other side, the Atlantic Ocean, right? I saw that, and it was hot, and there was a lot of sand. And I thought, oh, but, but Florida, we went there one time. It was clear waters. That was cool to, to swim out there. That was really neat. But then to come to the California coast and the Oregon coast and to see the beauty of the coast, to see the mountains coming to the waters and to see the, the, the uh, waves rolling in and these rocks and cliffs out there, and we saw jellyfish all over, and I saw this big uh, ray whatever they call Monterey, whatever, I don't know what it's called, rayfish, stingray, stingray. Um, and we saw the sea lions, all these things. I just was, this was a Montana boy that was saying, wow, I've never seen anything like that, you know. Um, we had something, well, I wouldn't go there, but, um, but anyways, how beautiful that was of this earth, okay. And I love the mountains. I love the, the waterfalls, and I love the beauty, and and all those things. But the Bible's clear that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And so some of those things that we enjoy and that are beautiful here will be far better. But I think it, it, God's starting with something, something that's familiar to us as we think about this new earth that will come about. 
And it says here, not only will there be a, a new earth with rivers and mountains and trees and flowers and things that we kind of kind of um, know here, but will be so much better uh, in this new heaven and new earth. But it says here in verse 2, And John saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. This is one of the things. This is when Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. He's talking about this new Jerusalem. He's talking about this, this city that will come down and it will dwell on the new earth. We're talking about some neat things here, some amazing things of this city. This was the city that Abraham was looking forward to. And when you think of a city, you think of buildings. You think of cultures. You think of artwork. You think of parks. You think of bridges. You think of just some beautiful things. You start thinking of a lot of other things in cities too, don't you? <laughs> Graffiti, crime, gangs. Not in this city. This is an amazing city um, that God has, has prepared. And it says it will come down. In verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. What a neat thing. God will, he will tabernacle with us. He will abode in our presence and with him. And just as Adam and Eve in the garden there and, and walking with the Lord and talking with the Lord, God will have that, that closeness, that real uh, face-to-face relationship that we can have and verse 4 it says and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death no more tears neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away no more pain folks you know, it would be interesting, and we won't do this, but if there was a raise of hands of those that are in pain tonight. You know, God uses pain here and now, doesn't he? He uses it to draw us closer to him. He uses us to look to him. He loves us. He cares for us. And ultimately, it gets us longing for heaven in that place. But can you, and ultimately, we'll have that glorified body. And, and you don't have to turn there, but in Philippians uh, chapter I believe it's chapter, where is it? Chapter 3, uh, verse 20 and 21. For our conversation, our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Ultimately, folks, Ultimate salvation is when we're in heaven and we have a glorified body. There's no longer any sin. The very presence of sin is gone. The Bible says flesh and blood will be passed away. We will have a body that's beyond. I do believe we'll have something similar. Characteristics will be knowable. Uh, something resembled. You'll be like, there's, there's a, I don't know. If, I don't think you're going to call me Pastor Nathan in heaven. Okay, there's Nathan walking around. I don't know how much gray hair I'll have by that. Hopefully, I won't have any, okay? And Chris probably answered all those questions in his class, I'm sure. But uh, anyways, this will be an amazing time. It'll be a glorified body, something beyond. I mean, can you imagine a body without blood? Flesh and blood will be 
passed away. Our life's in the blood. This life, though, this glorified body will be, our life will be Jesus right there. And let let me keep reading, going back to Revelation 21 here. Uh, Just skipping over a little bit and coming to uh, verse 10. And he carried me away into the spirit into a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal and had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and at the gates, 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. And on the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in them, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square. And the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. He just gave out the dimensions of this new Jerusalem, this city. He didn't do it squared. Micah, you're learning square footage, right? What's, when it has three dimensions, what is that called? The length, the width, and the height. What do we call that? You better not get it wrong. We call that what? Not squared, but... Put you on the spot. Cubed. He's giving the dimensions of the city cubed. We don't usually talk that way. We say, well, uh, pastors go into Egypt. What's it, Cairo? Cairo's like 80 miles wide from my understanding. That's huge. But this is literally here, if I did this right, and Chris, you might be able to clarify here later, but I think it's 1,400 miles the length, the width, and the height. Does anybody, is that, is that causing you to go a little mind-boggling to you? That's 1,400 miles cubed, this city is. Okay, I don't even, the Death Star doesn't compare, okay? I don't know, I don't know what other city, I've never seen a city that's 1,400 miles high. Are you following me? This is maybe strange, but this is amazing. This is the new Jerusalem that's coming down in the dimensions it talks about the wall of 17, and, and he measured the wall thereof 140 and four cubits according to the measure of a man that is of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper. Uh, and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. And the first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, and the third uh, chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx. The sixth, Sardis. The seventh, uh, Chrysolite. The eighth, Burl. The ninth, Topaz. The tenth, Chrysoprasus. And the eleventh, Jocelyn. The tenth, Amphius. I said that right. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, the pearly gates. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the cities was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. There's those streets of gold in heaven. Listen to this, though. Young people, listen to this. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And keep listening. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. 
And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. You see this city, the Lord Jesus will be there. The light of him will be there. The gates will always be open. It will always be like day. There's no crime. There's no sin. There's no wickedness. This will be an amazing city. Now, some of you are saying, I don't really care for cities, okay? This will be a different city, <laughs> far better. But I want you also that the Bible talks about a heavenly country, Hebrews eleven sixteen, 16, uh, desiring a better country, a heavenly country. But also when we think of that idea of uh, the paradise of God, what did Jesus say to the thief on the cross? He said, today you shall be with me in paradise. Okay, and if, once you turn, if you're in your Bibles there, Revelation 2, 7. This was part of the, the, the last part of the letter to Ephesus here. And we see this word paradise again. The paradise is uh, like a walled park. It was like an enclosed garden. Truly, all of creation started out in a garden called the Garden of Eden. And because of the sin of Adam and Eve, they were kicked out of the garden with the angel there waving the sword and they were not to go back to that garden because what was there? The tree of life. They were not to go back. But truly, I believe that that Garden of Eden was kept and secure because it was really a place for eternity. And so we see this idea of this, this paradise really, I believe, was kept and taken really at the end here, as you'll see in Revelation 22, as something now that's part of our New Jerusalem. We're going to get to that when you see that. But Revelation 2 here, verse uh, 7, we read, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. This tree of life now is spoken again, not, not looking back to Adam and Eve, but looking to the future and he that overcomes will partake. This isn't to a special group of Christians. This is for Christians. If you're an overcomer, if you uh, are saved today, you will overcome. You will persevere. Christ will help. But you'll be able to eat of this tree of life. Now flip back to that same portion we were in, but Revelation 22. <clears throat> Revelation 22, we read of the river of life and the tree of life that are in the city that are in the new Jerusalem. There's, there's a new heaven, there's a new earth, the new Jerusalem comes down, but within the city, there is also the paradise, there is the garden here that's spoken of. And, and I guess New York, I've never been to New York City, but I guess New York City has, is it a pretty big garden there? What do they? I can't remember what they call it, Times Square? I'm not sure. Yes, Central Park, I should have looked that up, I guess. Um, I, knew, I didn't think it was Times Square, but anyways. But they have that there, but this will be, be amazing. Listen to this. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life. 
And I want you to understand something. Here we have the throne of God, the water's coming out. This water, I, you know, is it just like the water we have? I don't know. It gives life. You talk about the fountain of youth, the fountain of life. This is it. The throne of God, the water's coming out, the river there. But now it talks about the tree. And when we think of a tree, we think of one tree, don't we? But the trees on both sides of the river. I personally believe, and I don't know what you think, Chris. I keep, he did the whole lesson on heaven here. But I believe this tree now has become a forest. It's on both sides of the river. And it says here of this tree, because it, it can't just be in one spot. Was there the tree of life which bear 12 manner of fruits? The idea there is there's 12 kinds of fruits coming. And yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were of the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face. And his name shall be in their foreheads and there shall be no night there and they need no candle neither light of sun for the lord god giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever you see we have this amazing paradise of god that we'll be able to enjoy the fruit no doubt we'll be part of the taking care of this and and ministering to one another and in worshiping christ and serving together and we could get in a lot of other things there but but imagine, as we've said, it's a, it's a new heaven. It's a new country. Our citizenship is what we're looking to here. And it's a new city. There's the paradise of God. This is amazing. These are some of the pictures as we think about heaven that come out in the Bible. I have to ask yourself. You, you need to ask yourself. Are you looking forward Amen. to heaven? And I think I've just scratched the surface tonight. But the fact is, as the choir is saying... Um, when we all get to heaven, uh, what a day that will be. We're going to sing that here in a second. But the only way you can be included is that in that is if you put your faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. Because salvation is, is a gift. Heaven is where God abodes. It's a holy place. There is no sin. And mankind is a sinner. Uh, we think, say, do things that break God's laws. And the fact is we need we need. We need intercession. We need somebody. Uh, we need something to make a way. And that someone is the Lord Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, just because you think you're going to heaven doesn't mean that you're going to heaven. We see these TV shows, and I saw one the other day that said, well, he believed in heaven, so you know that's the idea was that's where he's going. It's not about a belief in heaven. It's about putting your faith in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. And uh, it's truly through him, and he paid it uh, in full by the death, burial, and resurrection. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes a second. As we've talked about heaven this evening, um, I hope you know Jesus as your Savior. I hope that you've realized that you're a sinner. I hope that God has shown you that you're a sinner, that you've sensed the conviction of God, that all sin must be judged all sin um, cannot be tolerated but jesus took your judgment he took your condemnation and he died in your place on the cross and uh, he rose again if you don't know jesus as your savior i pray today that you'd come to know him that you might experience and have this hope but christian what about you today um paul said for me to live as christ and to die as gain 
He said there, my citizenship is in heaven. My vile body shall be changed. He says in 1 John that he will see the Lord Jesus face to face and he'll be changed. He's desiring, he's longing. And since he's looking forward and he knows that will come, he realizes he needs to live pure and holy. He needs to be ready. He needs to be focused. He needs to be about Christ in the business of Christ now. And Christian, I wonder, where, where are you at? There's so many things that take away our attention from heaven. And we, we really set our affections here below on the things that are around and the daily things. Um, let's ask God to help us to have a fresh perspective tonight and set our affections above. Father, we are thankful this evening that we can enjoy the, the music um, and, uh, Lord, the talent and the gifts of those that have been able to sing about heaven and play their instruments. And, uh, Lord, what a, what a joy tonight to reflect on this eternal state. Uh, Lord, we know uh, your word's very clear. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord for those that know you. And so, Lord, I, I, I would be sad tonight if, if there would be someone to leave and uh, they would reject you. I pray, Lord, that you do a work of grace in their heart. Lord, we love you. We just pray uh, you'd work in our hearts now. Help us to have a fresh perspective and focus our eyes on the Lord Jesus. We thank you now and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? Uh, we're going to sing When We All Get to Heaven. I believe it's number 602. 602. Uh, we'll sing the first and the last stanzas. place when we are- 